Welcome to the Proper Lookout Podcast, published by the Statutory Insurance Group of McCabe Kerwood. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case, and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained. Hello, listeners. This is Peter Hunt in the Proper Lookout podcast once again. Listeners may have seen a few weeks ago that the New South Wales Parliament has introduced a bill to introduce the Personal Injury Commission, the PIC, which is slated to kick off in December of this year. And I thought, who better to discuss this with than the former PCA of the Claims Assessment Resolution Service, Belinda Cassidy. Everyone listening to me will probably know Belinda was involved in decision-making for over 20 years and remains a DRS assessor and a merit review officer in the new scheme. So how are you, Belinda? I'm very well, thanks, Peter. Having a good uh, pandemic, are you? <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun way to put the question, but I am. I'm actually quite enjoying working from home. Working from home and flexible work arrangements. My three Cavaliers think is the best time ever. And uh, my wife both <laughs> seems to enjoy me being at home as well. So it's it's been good in a strange way. Did I'm I? very um, gratified that both clients and our team are bound to work, and opponents too, I should say, Belinda from Stacks, have all managed to continue working through this challenging time. It you? is. It's been a very challenging time. I'm enjoying my pandemic, working from home with my single King Charles Cavalier Spaniel, and uh, my husband who's been very good at making me cups of tea, and it's just <laughs> terrific. I don't ever want to go back. It's great. No, you know, evening walks and breakfast yeah. um, at home it's been it's great there's been some benefits anyway back to anyway, your hand the personal injury commission so yes the bill was introduced i think it was about the 3rd of june it's been read twice minister dominello made the second reading speech and if anybody wants to look it up they should and read it it's been adjourned to august i think Oh, well, sorry, I know it's been adjourned. I don't know the date in August. So I think the start date of the 1st of December might be looking a bit shaky Uh, because it's very hard to imagine in this COVID time that you could probably get everything happening by the 1st of December. So I have no inside information. I have no intelligence, but I just, I would think it would be hard to get it up and running by the 1st of December. But at the moment it's in before the parliament and yep. yeah so do you have a, a general view on on the pick mm. what is that view look 10 years ago i can remember sitting in a cafe with with one of the general managers of the then motor accidents authority i think we were and having a discussion about how similar injuries are in a motor accident versus a workers act workplace accident yep and that was probably at about the time that the commission was being formed, so that's probably more than 10 years ago. And even back then there was this sort of idea of, you know, some idea of harmonisation. And as things have gone along, every state in New South Wales now has a CAT, a compensation, a civil um, and administrative tribunal that deals with government decision-making, you know, with the aim of getting them out of the courts because little people with little problems and little issues need, you know, a just quick and cheap informal dispute resolution service rather than... quick and cheap. The comma is very important, Peter. Just (laughs) comma, quick and cheap, not just quick and cheap. Correct. 
the emphasis on apostrophes and commas and grammar is very, very important, <laughs> as you know. Well, can I interject and say, yes. on my team, this is an example where a comma does indeed change the meaning of, of the sentence, and it's very important. Mm. I have um, a static Just struggle comma, to ensure that punctuation is used mm. correctly, but I digress. Yes. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm all in favour. I think it makes perfect sense. It's consolidating the two tribunals into one is great. I think there's been a bit of consternation about the wording of some or some of the language that's been used. Certainly the first recommendation, where this came from was that recommendation that came out of a workers' comp upper house inquiry, not a motor accident upper house inquiry, but it came out of the workers' comp inquiry. And so the recommendation was that the jurisdiction of the Workers' Compensation Commission be expanded to include the CTP. I think the CTP practitioners are feeling and decision makers are feeling a bit like the poor relations uh, mm. that are just being sort of tacked on or or added on to the commission. I think that's probably just been language issues. But certainly the explanatory note that's come with the bill has made it quite clear that this is a new thing and it's a it's a new commission and it's going to have two separate and distinct divisions. So you're going to have a workers' comp division and a CTP division, which is just what you want because I think the the bill and the minister in his second reading speech has, has, and all of the people have spoken in the debate in parliament have have recognised the the complexity and the expertise associated with dealing with the complexity in each of those two schemes. And this is a bill only about dispute resolution and where dispute resolution is going to happen. There is absolutely no change to the underlying schemes. So there is no change to benefits. There is no change to to notice periods or anything like that. It's purely about... Or liability, yeah. It's purely about where will decisions be made and who is going to make them. Well, actually, on so, a practical point, yeah. on the where aspect, does that mean I'll mm. cease walking across the park to One Oxford Street come December or whenever this tribunal is commenced? Will it be physically in a different place? Well, at the moment, the Commission is on Level 21 and Level 20 and CIRA uh, Serious dispute resolution services on level nineteen, and I think there's a bit of space somewhere lower down on the. Um, okay. So at the moment we're in the same building, um, and of oh, course, I'd assume some hearings. change of location, which um, may no, not be right. no, and cars hearings as you. I mean, we share the route the, the hearing rooms on level twenty one. Yes, indeed. So that will continue. So it's very much. I mean, the minister has talked about a lift and shift model. It's very much. I think. At the moment, the bill is really about an umbrella or putting a roof over uh, two quite separate divisions and trying to make them look similar. And I think as time goes on, there will probably be some more harmonisation of the way things are done, but while still recognising the expertise that's needed to deal with the two separate schemes. Do you see any issues with the lift and shift approach? Look, I mean, it's not exactly a lift and shift because when I look at the at the bill, I think, well, the workers' compensation dispute resolution stays the same. You've still got presidents, a president, you've got deputy presidents, you've got senior 
arbitrator, or senior members, you've got ordinary members, you've got, you know, a registry and, regis- and a registrar. So that all stays the same. There's been no change to that. Mediators that operate in the workers' comp scheme are still there. The only change that I can see for the workers' comp dispute resolution, and I'm not as familiar with workers' comp dispute resolution as I am with CDP, obviously. No, not me. Is that their AMSs, their approved medical specialists, are now going to be called medical assessors. Right. So the AMS becomes the M, you know, a medical assessor. For CTP, on the other hand, there is much more of a lift and shift into. So there's very much an existing workers' comp building and the CTP dispute resolution is just being lifted and shifted into that. So there's no role for deputy presidents in the motor accidents legislation. There is no division between senior claims assessors and ordinary or general claims assessors. So ours has always been a much simpler form of dispute resolution. So we're just, members are just moving in and setting up shop in the the pick. Principal claims assessors' powers, well, the principal claims assessor doesn't exist anymore. That will, under this bill, the principal claims assessor may become a principal member, but the powers of the principal claims assessor currently in the Motor Accidents Compensation Act appear to be vested now in the president. So the president has the power of exemption or not. The president has the power of correcting obvious errors. So it's very much moving with as little disruption as possible the form of dispute resolution that's in the Motor Accidents Compensation Act and the Motor Accidents Injuries Act into into the pick. And what about actual living, breathing individuals? Are they being lifted and shifted as well? All our appointments at the moment... Well, sorry, I shouldn't say all our appointments. I can only talk about my appointment because that's the only thing I know about. My appointment expires on the 30th of November. So if it started on the 1st of December, presumably there's going to be some form of transfer of appointments into the PIC or a recruitment of people into the PIC. We're all in favour of the open and transparent recruitment of members and senior appointments because that's one of the hallmarks of independence in the Tribunal Excellence Framework. So, yes, that's something that I think will happen in due course. But I can imagine in the early days it'll just be a people who are appointed to the Commission will, their appointment will change to the Personal Injury Commission and, and yep. claims assessors will become ordinary members of the Commission. We haven't moved to a system of full-time well, that I, that, 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 that's something. Well, I'm I'm not. First of all, I'm not involved in the in the organisation of anything anymore. Sure. And thank heavens for that. But and I dare say that will be something that will be dealt with in time. Certainly, the model that I understand in the workers' comp commission is a majority of full time permanent staff members. So senior arbitrators. Ordinary arbitrators are full-time, five days a week in the in the building type members with a reliance on sessional members where there's a bit of excess or there's yeah. not enough capacity and you need it. Whereas with the claims assessors, we've got a model very much of relying on the expertise of the sessional assessors and we've always had very few internal assessors and the ones that are internal are doing a lot of the not necessarily dispute assessment, but some of those 
interlocutory matters yeah. and delegations from the PCA. Just to clarify for listeners, um, yeah. a sessional assessor is someone who divides their time between assessing claims and acting for one of the parties they were planning for. Yeah, yeah. And then that's another interesting difference. The workers' comp model has a requirement that if you're an arbitrator, you can't be at the coalface. You've got to leave the coalface to become a, an arbitrator, whereas we've always valued the coal-facedness of the... And when I say we, I shouldn't say we because I'm no longer the PCA, but when we established cars and we recruited the claims assessors, we recruited coal-faced practitioners because... Yeah, that, that was a very deliberate decision based to, on... To um, recognise their expertise, expertise. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Belinda, what are the next steps and what are the main features of the bill? I'll talk about some of the main features of the bill first. We already talked about membership, so there's the ability for there to be a president who's got to be a judge, deputy presidents, principal members, senior members and general members, and there are these two divisions. What's interesting is the triple M's, as I have trademarked that. So that's mediators, medical assessors and merit reviewers. There's a, a part of the, of the bill that provides for the president to appoint medical assessors, merit reviewers and mediators. It's not clear whether they're sort of an amorphous blob, a bit like a combined registry. Are they going to be sort of like like a combined registry, a combined group of these mediators, medical assessors and merit reviewers? Or are they going to be appointed to the separate divisions? It's not clear whether you're going to have medical assessors appointed to the workers' compensation division and medical assessors appointed to the CTP division. It's not clear how that's going to work. So I think that'll be an interesting thing. On segueing from medical assessors, there's an interesting development because of not strictly lifting and shifting, there has been one significant change from what is provided in the Motor Accidents Compensation Act or the Motor Accidents Injuries Act. There's always been this debate about the makeup of panel, review panels. So review under Section 63 of the MAC Act and the provision under the Mayor Act, which I can't remember. But it's always been three doctors, three medical assessors, or two or more or three or more medical assessors sit on CTP appeals panels, for want of a better word, whereas in workers' comp there's been two doctors and one of the arbitrators. So there's been AMSs and an arbitrator. Yes. Well, that's one out. So the workers' comp model has prevailed there. Ah. So for CTP medical panels under the review provisions, there will be a member and then two or more medical assessors. So it'll be interesting to see how... Legally trained. Yeah. I've always liked that model because I think if you approach a multidisciplinary panel in the right way as a member of the panel, then the lawyer learns more about the medicine and the doctors learn more about the law and procedure and process, which I think can only benefit them both in their original decision-making roles. Yeah. That's me with my rose-tinted glasses on, but that's something I've always thought. I'd love to sit with doctors on panels because I'd like to know more about the medical side of things. And then I'd also like to share some of my 
tips and techniques on dealing with disputes, which might then help them in their original decision making when they do their original discussions Mm. about uh, medical versus legal causation. I'm sure they will. Yes, that was something that's changed. The practice and procedure has really not changed. The Act provides for, you know, the commencement of proceedings, the the participation in proceedings. Legal representation is allowed, which is a great thing. How you get paid for it, of course, varies completely depending on division you're in. So if you're a practitioner appearing in the workers' compensation division of the PIC, you get your funding, you get your, you get paid your costs through the ILARS system that WIRO administers. But if you're a lawyer acting in the motor accident division of the PIC, then your costs are subject to the regulation, pay, yes. you know, determination of amounts by merit reviewers. And everybody is probably aware of the Moon decision, but I'm not going to go there. That's a topic for another podcast on another day with someone. Indeed maybe not so intimately involved with that matter. And then there's this curious, there's this curious distinction as well here. There's an identical power to issue third-party directions to produce documents. So I'm in the workers' comp division, I'm in the motor accident division, and I want to get the GP's notes. Well, you can get them in the same manner in both divisions. But if I'm running a hearing on liability in the workers' comp division, I can ask a, a division head to issue a summons requiring the attendance of any old person to my liability hearing. But if I'm in the CTP division, I can only ask a division head to issue a summons to either the claimant or the insurer, not the insured, not an independent witness, which is an interesting distinction between the two divisions and I don't quite understand why that is so. Well, I would have thought, and and I've done some of these miscellaneous claims assessments, Mm. which is a misnomer as well. I mean, calling something a miscellaneous claims assessment when it's actually actually the life or death of the claim and it's got a significant impact on rights. It's a lifetime's worth of treatment and care for somebody who's injured in a car accident. And I'm in the assessor and I want to get to the truth of how this accident happened. If I can't get a witness who saw it to come and give evidence, it sort of leaves you with a nasty taste in your mouth. Yeah, Yeah, not exactly. Yes. So that's a weird thing that I thought was a bit odd. I don't know, maybe that hasn't... We've never had that power in either the MAC Act or the Mayor Claims assessors have never been able to, to, no, to get a, a the witness there. If it's there on the other side, you'd think, anyway. Yeah. So if, if I was only going to ask for one change to the bill, that would be the one I'd, I'd ask for. But maybe all the lawyers out there, out there would say, what do you mean? Uh, let's get Wiro and ILARS while we're at it. So anyway. So the conduct of proceedings is pretty much the same. There is that emphasis on just comma, quick and cheap, <laughs> as well as avoiding rigmarole, I don't think the word rigmarole is actually in there, but that's my favourite word, but but avoiding technicalities and we're not bound by the rules of evidence. We can't throw the rule book out, of course, but, but we're not bound by the rules of evidence and we've got to act sort of informally and, and quickly and all of that sort of thing. So it's all, it's pretty much, it looks like a cat, it reads like a cat, but it's a pig. 
as I said, I'm all for it. I think it's a great idea. The minister has spoken in the second reading speech about cost savings. I suspect some of the presidents of the various cats around the country might say, because that's what I understand over the years I've been involved in COAT, is that you don't get immediate savings when you get merged tribunals or, or have a conglomeration of tribunals. You do end up getting some savings long term, but it tends to cost more in the establishment and than it does in the end. The Minister talks about a one-stop shop. I'll never be able to think about that term again in the same way. One of the things I've been doing in my pandemic, Peter, is I've been binge-watching Midsummer Murders. And there was a um, there was an episode the other night where there was an undertaker working in the same premises as a doctor, and DCI Barnaby referred to that as a one-stop shop. So I'm... Um, as I said I don't think I'll ever I don't think I'll ever use the phrase one-stop shop again without without thinking of that and in fact it's one of the only Midsummer murder episodes where no one actually got murdered there were three missing bodies but uh, no one actually got murdered I'll think of that piece of um yes and you've probably said cat enough times in 20 minutes to um get my dog's attention is there anything else you wanted to um (laughs) no I don't think no, I don't. As I said, I'm all in favour of the pick. I think it's great. I think it's going to be some more interesting times ahead. And, yeah, I look forward to seeing what it's going to look like uh, when the doors open. Well, thank you very much, Linda. Thank you for your time and your Thanks, insight Peter. and expertise. And in the meantime, listeners, thank you for listening. And we'll be publishing another episode of the Pop Out podcast next week. And in the meantime, when you're crossing the road or doing anything, please keep a proper lookout. Fantastic. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Proper Lookout Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more information on anything discussed, please contact Peter Hunt at peter.hunt at or visit our website to see McCabe Kerwood's full team of specialists.